Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Drinks with Allie podcast, where we're talking red, red wine to pina coladas. I'm your host, Allie, and today is Monday, December 21st, which means it's four days till Christmas, and it's Mixed Drink Mondays. How excited are you? It snowed here last week, which was beautiful, but today's forecast is calling for a massive rainfall, so I guess we'll have a green Christmas. For today's Mixed Drink Monday show, I'm going to give you three holiday cocktails and one super simple holiday ingredient to make for one of the cocktails. So let's jump on in. Our first holiday cocktail is the Poinsettia Cocktail, a super close cousin to the ever so classic and always a good idea mimosa. The Poinsettia is an easy riff to use to expand your cocktail horizons, plus it's bright red. It's named for a classic holiday plant and full of flavors that remind us of Christmas dinner. For this one, you're going to need cranberry juice, triple sec, and champagne. Uh, Totally optional as well. You can go for some red sprinkles and clear corn syrup. We'll get to that in a minute. Starting out, make sure your um, cranberry juice and your champagne are well chilled. This drink is built in the glass and there's no ice, so the ingredients won't chill when you mix them together. Um, So you want to make sure that they're cold to start with. Next up, this is your totally optional step. You don't have to do this. It just makes it look really pretty and fancy. Dip the rim of your flute, so your tall, skinny champagne glass, into the clear corn syrup, followed immediately by a dip into the red sprinkles to give the glass some sparkle. So a little extra festive and maybe a little extra in general. But hey, it's the holidays. It looks really cool. Next, we're going to add half an ounce of triple sec to your glass. Now, triple sec is a family of liqueurs that are an orange flavored. They're actually technically the Curacao family. So you would know Grand Marnier or Cointreau. Triple sec is also a brand. Um, Any of them work just fine, and the difference in brand won't really affect the flavor. Uh, Up next, we're going to add three ounces of cranberry juice to our glass. You want to use cranberry juice, not cranberry cocktail, since cranberry cocktail is sweetened um, and we don't want it to be sweet. For the simplicity of the holidays, though, if you only have cranberry cocktail, well, let's just go ahead and use that too because it's the holidays. Let's make things simple, right? Um, It will make your cocktail overall a little bit sweeter, but still really tasty, so it doesn't really matter. Lastly, we're going to top our glass up with three ounces or so of champagne, um, Could be a little bit more, could be a little less, depending on the size of your glass. Now, here's where I vary from the traditional recipe. I use Prosecco instead of champagne. Why? Well, frankly, I can't really afford to waste champagne on a cocktail. Champagne, so traditional methods, sparkling wine from Champagne in France, is really ridiculously expensive here. A bottle of champagne for under $60 literally does not exist here in Nova Scotia, unless you're buying a very small bottle. And seriously, guys, if I'm going to pay for champagne... You can bet your bottom dollar I'm drinking it as is. So a nice dry Prosecco, Cava, or even a sparkling wine from somewhere in the New World is a great affordable alternative um, for making, for using champagne in champagne-style cocktails. And quite honestly, I look for good brands at a reasonable price point um, for cocktails, whether it's for a Prinsetta or Mimosa anyways. Um, give it, so you're going to... Once everything's in your glass, you're going to give it a little swirl with a spoon, and away you go. There's your first cocktail. It's a poinsettia. Our second cocktail is going to be candy cane hot chocolate. Now, obviously, you could use store-bought candy cane vodka, but what? how fun would it be to make your own? 
To start, decide if you want to make an entire bottle or just part of a bottle. Now, that really depends on if you're a peppermint lover, lover or not. So whether you're going to use a whole bottle or not. Um, if you make a whole bottle, you don't have to use it all at the same time. It should store um, for a matter of months and probably up to a year as long as it's kept in a cool, dark place. So we need a bottle of vodka. Um, I would use personally a 375 ml bottle, but again, it's up to you. The important part of picking a bottle of vodka for this project is to pick a good quality vodka. I'm not saying buy like Goose or anything like that. You don't have to buy the most expensive brand out there, but don't buy the cheapest one either. As always, I will say if you can find a good local craft distillery, use their vodka, go out and support cool people doing cool things, and often their price to quality is a way better ratio than what you would find at a liquor store. All right, so our bottle of vodka in hand, off we go to the kitchen. Grab some candy canes and crush them up. Whether you use a mortar and pestle, a food processor, or a good old-fashioned hammer, we really just want small bits of candy cane. Uh, the smaller the bits, the faster they're going to dissolve into the vodka. Pour your itty-bitty candy cane pieces into your bottle of vodka. Stopper or close your bottle. This is really super important because you're going to shake the bottle. Like, shake it really, really hard. It's that easy. You've now made candy cane vodka. Um, you're probably going to want to let it sit for at least 24 to 48 hours before you use it. So uh, if you're hearing this on Monday, you have a couple days until Friday to use it. And if not, well, you can always use it ahead. It's okay. It's not the worst thing in the world. It just gets more flavor that way. Uh, if you're using red and white candy canes, you're going to get like a light pink hue. So if you want to display the bottle or gift the bottle, you can add a couple drops of red food coloring. Just make sure if you're gifting it that the person can have red dye um, to your bottle as well. And again, give it a shake when you do that. So now for our cocktail, grab a heat proof mug and fill it with warm water. This is to warm or temper the glass and keep your cocktail hotter longer. While it's warming, you're going to make your hot cocoa. Now, I like to use oat milk, one, because I can't have dairy, and two, because I like the thicker mouthfeel that oat milk gives you. Um, so you're going to warm your, your milk and your cocoa. Now, you can either use a mix or you can make your own by combining equal parts cocoa and white sugar and blending them into the hot milk or water. Um, if you want to make it super extra rich, you can add in some chocolate chips as you're doing that and melt them in there too. Dump the hot water out of your mug. Add two ounces of your candy cane vodka and top that glass up with hot cocoa. Leave about a quarter to a half inch of space at the top of your glass if you're going to add whipped cream. If you're not going to add whipped cream, fill it right up to the top. Um, whipped cream, by the way, is super simple to make. You can just pour some in your cocktail shaker or a mason jar. Take the spring from your Hawthorne strainer. That's the little round cocktail strainer, the little springy guy on there. You can slide that off. Uh, stick it in your strainer or your shaker. Shake for about 30 to 60 seconds. You'll feel it start to get thick in your hand and pour it on top of your hot cocoa. It's literally that easy. Now top the whole thing with some more crushed candy canes and enjoy our third cocktail today. I found the recipe for in an old copy of Food and Drink, which is the magazine that the liquor stores in Ontario put out every two or three months. I can't remember which it is. Uh, I used to love getting to read this magazine when we lived in Ontario. It's so full of information 
on wines, spirits, and beers. They usually have some cocktail recipes and some food recipes. It's a great resource. So this drink is called the Christmas Clementine Drop. Uh, I'm assuming a play on a lemon drop is where they got the name. So for this one, we will need clementines, vodka, uh, or gin, I feel would also be good, or even you could use uh, sober spirit, some triple sack again, and some Angostura bitters. So to start out, we're going to peel a nice long piece of clementine peel, try and get as little pith or the white stuff as possible, um, trim the ends up, and slice a small slit into the middle of the peel all the way through. Uh, set this aside, you're going to need it later, but we don't need it right now. Next, we're going to get to juicing those little clementines. Uh, you need one ounce of clementine juice per drink, so you might need more than one clementine while you're juicing them. Uh, we're going to add the juice plus a half an ounce of triple sec. Again, any brand will do. And one and a half ounces of vodka to the shaker. Now, like I said, I think gin, uh, but not like a super juniper forward gin would also be great. Or if you have access to sober spirits, you could get a zero ABV gin. They even have zero ABV triple sex out there, um, which would make this drink a great mocktail as well. Uh, I buy my sober spirits from a company called Sober Dry in Cal Calgary, um, but you might be able to source some locally to you. Just uh, do a little search for some different brands. Um, there's Cedars, S-E-D, or C-E-D-E-R-S, and Seedlip are kind of the two most popular. Um, so back to our drink. We're going to add ice into our shaker, shake it, and then strain it into a coupe glass, or even a really small martini glass would work. Then we are going to find that peel that we've set aside somewhere, and if you're like me, you probably have to go looking for it. And we're going to squeeze the peel over the glass to release the oils over the drink. Then we're going to pop it onto the side of our drink using the little slit that we made earlier. Now, don't worry if that seems really intimidating. Expressing peels can of often takes a lot of practice to get it right um, so that you get the oils in your glass and not in your eyeball, which I have done more than once. Now, I feel like this drink would be a great drink to carry through most of the winter um, by just changing up the citrus fruit. If you had blood oranges, so blood orange season here is usually late January, would be a great um, kind of swap for the clementine juice or even maybe not grapefruit juice, but some different orange juices would be uh, pretty cool too. Uh, and yeah, so that's our Clement Christmas clementine drop from the Food and Drink magazine. Alrighty, so with that, I will say there won't be a Friday podcast this week. Um, since it's Christmas and getting to the library here in town is a little bit of a jaunt this week. Um, the hours are all changed around. It's really different this week and next week as well. So I will, however, leave you with a super awesome Christmas Spotify playlist that will drop Friday morning. Um, one you can enjoy with all of your Christmas and holiday drinks, whether it's wine, a cocktail, some great beers, whatever you want to drink. It's all going to be great. Remember, if you want to get in touch with me, whether you have a question, a comment, a concern, or even if you have a show topic, you can get a hold of me by email at drinkswithally at gmail.com. So that's spelled D-R-I-N-K-S-W-I-T-H-A-L-I -I at gmail.com. You can head on over to the website, 
drinkswithally.com. Fill in the comment form or the contact us form. You can leave a comment on any of the podcast episodes as well. I do see them and I do try to respond to everybody. I think I missed one or two on the first uh, podcast episode. Or you can send me a direct message or private message on any of the social media platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, wherever you want to find your social media needs, I will be there for you guys. Um, So with that, have a great week, everyone. Fill your glass with something tasty. Cheers, and we'll talk soon.